Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal podcast. As I sit here today, taping this monologue, it is Tuesday, the 6th of June, 2023. It's the 79th remembrance, anniversary if you must, of the largest amphibious operation that the world has ever known. No, it's not the Greeks landing to attack the Trojans. It is Operation Overlord. It is the day that we know as D-Day. And the sad thing is that how many people across the United States of America knew what this day was and took pride in it instead of some hedonistic debauchery that we turned the month of June into? How many of us took the time maybe to go back and study what happened on this day 79 years ago. How many of us have family members that were associated with this day? How many of us even have family members that were involved in World War II, like my older, like my father, United States Army Corporal Herman West Sr.? that gives me a tie back to World War II. But the fact that I'm a soldier, it gives me that relationship. See, I remember on this day in 2002, 21 years ago, I took command of an artillery battalion in the 4th Infantry Division. The motto of the 4th Infantry Division is steadfast and loyal, and that's where we get the name of this show. That's the thing that I have engraved here as a tattoo in my inner left forearm. Because on that day, I became part of a historic unit. A unit that 79 years ago today landed on Utah Beach. The assistant division commander of the 4th Infantry Division at that time was a gentleman by the name of Brigadier General Teddy Roosevelt Jr. He was a man who was stricken with arthritis. And if you want to see that incredible portrait of him landing there at Utah Beach with cane in hand, it just tells you about the sacrifice and commitment of the greatest generation. And even though there were people that told him, you know, General Roosevelt, it appears that we have landed somewhat away from our intended landed site, landing site. General Roosevelt famously said, this is where the war begins. And the 4th Infantry Division fought on. 
And I'll never forget on that day, 21 years ago, 6 June of 2002, that the 4th Infantry Division was celebrating its history, its lineage, its heritage of D-Day. And so therefore, in the audience, in the stands, when I took command of an artillery battalion in the Ivy Division, there were World War II veterans. So it wasn't just that I was taking command of a division, I mean of a battalion. It was that I was part of history. I was under the eyes, the watchful eyes of men who had seen something and survived it that I could hardly imagine. I think about when I got the assignment to the 1st Infantry Division when they were there at Fort Riley, Kansas, the Big Red One. And the motto of the 1st Infantry Division is no mission too difficult, no sacrifice too great, duty first. And my first trip into the combat zone, Operational Desert Shield and Desert Storm, was with the 2nd Battalion, 16th Infantry Regiment of the 1st Infantry Division, 2nd Brigade. I was their artillery fire support officer. I was the one in charge of calling in the close air, the artillery, things of that nature, to coordinate the fire support for our ground maneuver force. And again, I had become part of a history, a lineage, a legacy. And years later, at a 16th Infantry Regiment ceremony, because I was inducted as an honorary member of that regiment, because I was artillery, I was an honorary member of the 16th Infantry Regiment, the oldest infantry regiment in the United States Army. And there I got to meet a man by the name of Staff Sergeant Ray Lambert, who was a combat medic in the 16th Infantry Regiment on the 6th of June, 1944. There on Omaha Beach, bloody Omaha Beach, treating the wounded and the severely wounded soldiers there who were pinned down because they weren't able to get the armor support onto that beach. We lost Ray Lambert a couple of years ago at the ripe old age of 100. But I remember the times that I spent with him at reunions and just getting the opportunity to talk to him and shaking his hand or giving him a big hug. I remember when I was inducted into the honorary member of the regiment, my wife and daughters attended the ceremony and how Ray went up to them and just embraced them and told them how proud he was that his service enabled them to live in this great nation. Those are the type of men that we had. I remember being stationed at Fort Bragg, and of course, someone got nutty, and now we don't have Fort Bragg, but to me, it'll always be Fort Bragg, the home of the Airborne and Special Operations Forces. Now, all of a sudden, it's Fort Liberty. But at Fort Bragg, when I was stationed there, you'd have All-American Days, All-American Week, when all of those veterans would come back. And I re remember a young studly sergeant going up to a couple of those old timers and 
telling him how he was a master parachutist, had a reef and a, and a star on top of his parachute wings. And those humble men just looked at him and said, well, I only had about three or four jumps. Miss Sicily and Salerno, Normandy, Operation Market Garden. That's the humility that we must never forget. The humility of men who, when they jumped out into the dark, way below the targeted altitude for parachute jumps. And many of them had their equipment ripped off because the, the aircraft didn't slow down enough for them to be able to properly exit the aircraft because they were worried about the anti-aircraft fire from the Germans coming up, the flak guns. But wherever those paratroopers' feet hit the ground, they fought. Because the night prior to the D-Day landings, they had to secure certain bridge crossings and certain crossroads. And the Germans had even flooded a lot of the fields because they suspected that there would be parachute drops to go and take out certain gun emplacements, block reinforcements being able to get to the beaches the following day. That's what we remember today. I mean, when you look at Saving Private Ryan, when you look at Band of Brothers, it gives you a window into this day. Where you think about a movie like The Longest Day. How many of you all had the opportunity to watch that on the 6th of June of 2023? If not, you can always go back and watch it sometime later this week. But if we don't continue to remember and honor that level of service, sacrifice, and commitment, if we don't continue to remember what it was like when that ramp went down and the machine gun fire cut our boys to pieces, but they kept pressing the attack. You know, our veterans who are still alive from that time, that era, they're concerned about where they see the direction of this country. Those men who jumped out of the aircraft, exited the aircraft, and who came out of those Higgins boats on the beaches of Normandy when the ramp went down, they were fighting to liberate the continent of Europe from a thing called Nazism, fascism. But yet when you think about it, we have allowed those two philosophies of governance to exist here in the United States of America openly. Nazi stands for National Socialist. There are people that proudly run around saying that they're socialists. There are people that proudly run around saying they're communists. There are people that say they're anti-fascist, but who they are is fascist in nature because they go out and they beat up and attack people that are the opposition to what they think and believe, and they don't want them to be able to say that. We have a government that has colluded with private sector organizations to keep people from having their freedom of speech. That's fascism. So it's very interesting. In 79 years, we have gone from fighting this philosophy to having it infiltrated 
and metastasizing throughout our United States of America. How do you think those World War II veterans feel, the ones that are still alive, the ones that are taking the honor flights? And if you don't know what I mean with an honor flight, look it up. If you know that there's an honor flight happening somewhere near you, you should go to the airport. You should volunteer and participate in it. Because for some of these veterans, that may be the last time, the last opportunity, the last trip they will ever take to go and see that impeccable, that beautiful monument to them called the World War II Memorial. To remember what they did, not just in the European theater of operations, but also in the Pacific theater of operations. But I have a challenge to each and every one of you that are listening. And, and I want you all to always understand, when I do these monologues, when I'm talking to you, there's no teleprompter. I'm not reading from a list of notes. I do have some things I had to kind of jar the old paratrooper's mind. But I'm speaking from my heart to you. And a time is coming here in the United States of America that we, some of us, will have to be prepared to exit the aircraft to set the conditions. That we, some of us, will have to load up onto the amphibious assault craft, the Higgins boats, and we got to be prepared to hit the beach when the ramp goes down. That's the nature of what is happening here in the United States of America. And we do not honor, we do not give, once again I'll use these words, increased devotion to those who gave the last full measure of devotion. As we say, all gave some, some gave all. It's time for us to give some. And maybe some of us will end up giving all to fight and preserve this great constitutional republic. If not, because we're being invaded along our southern border, even our northern border. We're being invaded on our streets by the high levels of crime and juvenile delinquency that we have. We're being invaded when we cannot even have our own energy independence. We're being invaded when our debt which is currently at 32 trillion. Some say within the next 10 to 20 years could be 50 trillion. We're being invaded when we're allowing our number one geopolitical foe to buy up our land here in the United States of America. And as we saw here in Texas in our last legislative session, it was more important to impeach an attorney general than to pass legislation that prevents China from buying land in Texas. So there is a time that is coming if you are truly a guardian of this republic, if you truly love this nation, if you truly are willing to answer the call, if you truly are going to be, as it's said about the men of the 101st Airborne Division, a rendezvous with destiny. If you're going to do as it's said in the movie Band of Brothers, the motto of the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment was the Cherokee word Kurahi. Kurahi means stands alone. You got to be ready when the green light comes on that aircraft. You got to be ready when they say ramps down, even though there's heavy fire facing you. And you may see 
your friend to the right or to the left go down. You got to continue to press forward. You got to continue to fight inch by inch, yard by yard, mile by mile. From June 6th, 1944, it took them till the following year of 1945 to get that victory against Nazi Germany. It's going to take a while for us to get that victory. But it starts with you being willing to exit the aircraft the night prior or to step off of the landing craft the day of. Whatever D-Day is for us. And I think that it is coming. It's a day of dedication. It's a day of determination. It's a day of destroying that which seeks to destroy and undermine our nation. That is what those men committed to do for us 79 years ago on the day that I'm recording this monologue. But I say that each and every one of us must commit to doing that every day of our lives because we've never faced the challenges that we see right now like we have. So again, remember the mottos of the 101st Airborne Division, Rendezvous with Destiny. The 82nd Airborne Division, all the way. The Rangers who scale the cliffs of Pont du Hoc, Rangers lead the way. The 4th Infantry Division, steadfast and loyal. And the 1st Infantry Division, no mission too difficult, no sacrifice too great. Your duty first. That's why we have this podcast called Steadfast and Loyal to remember those from 79 years ago on this day. Before they burn it down